Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.bereanshoreline.org. Father, we just pray your blessing just for a few minutes as we open your word and meditate on it, that we'll take it home with us, and we'll continue to think about it and uh, continue to uh, put it to use in our lives. And we pray this in our Savior's name. Amen. Just a couple of verses I just wanted to, to share with you this morning as we think about the children. Why, why, and, I, and I titled the service, um, you know, Why We Value Ch- Children at Brian Bible Church. But I told you I like the title better, Handle with Care. And um, because that's what we do. We really do. We really do care for your children. Um, I grew up in this church. I was cared for uh, by this church, by the people in this church. My wife was cared for by the people in this church. And uh, we do it carefully. In Psalm chapter 8, the psalmist David, King David, he says this, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. And he says this, From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. Then he goes on this passage well known, when I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers. Now I just thought it was interesting that the psalmist David draws attention to the fact, this, this phrase here, from the lips of children and infants, children and infants, you have ordained praise. And it's interesting, some of your commentaries will have different words there like strength. Some will even have uh, worship. Um, this idea that, that God has chosen. And how is, it that, how is it that children, how is it these little ones appear today? How could their lips, the, the sounds they were making even this morning as they were talking and jabbering and so forth, how can these little ones bring praise to God? And in fact, he, he almost, it sounds like he's saying that in light of the enemies, they are going to be silenced by this praise. I don't know. I want you to think about that. How is that? How do these little ones today, the, the, the noises they made, none of, them, none of them formed too many words, although I did get some words from the little guy there on the dinosaurs and so on, okay? We got that. Um, how did their words, their sounds, their noises praise God? I, you know, I think that it's, it's the miracle of every birth, of every child. All these children today, they are, they are miracles and every one of them is a creation of God. They are not accidents. They are creations of God. Their lives were planned by God. They are in his hands. And every one of them, because they represent the miracle of life, are a continuing testament to the power of our God. And no matter what anybody says, no matter who tries to deny that there really is a God who really cares about us, we will always have the children and little ones to remind us of that miracle. How else could that happen? How else could that happen? As we come to baby dedication and child dedication, of course, a passage that you would expect, I think, that we would at least read today. People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. Um, Thinking of in Africa, when we were in Africa, 
And the one thing that really strikes you is the number of children that carry children. You know, it's the, it's the children that are bringing the children. And many of the commentators point out that this, this could have been children bringing children, older siblings who are actually bringing these kids, maybe not even parents. This is what happens. And you see this, if you go to Africa, you'll see this, and you'll see this often in the world, especially in third world settings. And it might have been children bringing children that were bringing and then didn't know the protocol, you know, and didn't know you don't interrupt a guy like Jesus in the middle of doing things. And they just brought him in and said, would you touch these children and bless them? And the disciples rebuked them and said, no, no, don't do that. And Jesus saw this. He was indignant. That's a strong word. He was angry. One of the few times in the Bible you'll find Jesus angry. He was angry with his disciples. And he said, don't you dare do that. You let the little children come to me and you do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, he put his hands on them, and he blessed them. There are a few scenes in the Bible I would, I would love to be there and, and see. And I would love to see uh, the waters part as those children came maybe children bringing children. And Jesus gathered them up in his arms and take time and bless them. And that's a powerful statement. And you know, that statement is true in every age. In this age today that we live in the church, the body of Christ, this is just as true. Anyone who comes to Christ for salvation, there is a point at which you have to come with childlike faith. There is a point at which it is faith. You don't know everything. You don't understand everything, but you understand what we sang this morning. We read that Jesus loves us, that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. And you come with that childlike faith. As I, as I mentioned how Phil came to know Christ and I got to be a witness to that, the childlike faith, you come with faith and Jesus said, these children are a reminder of that. They want to come to me. You don't have to, they want to come. And in a few weeks, we're going to have our vacation Bible adventure here at our church. This week, our teenagers are working with the children in Leavenworth. And we make no apology for presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ to children and giving them an opportunity. We don't coerce, but we give them the opportunity. We make it clear, just like they could do it in Africa with these children there because most people that come to Christ for salvation will come before they're 18 years old. And so that is why we handle with care our ministry to children. And then finally, when I think of the Apostle Paul as he writes his last epistle, he comes to the end of his life and he writes to Timothy. And to Timothy, as, as he reminds him of the faith that, that was in his his mother and his grandmother, and that, 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 that was used to bring him to Christ. And, and this passage here that we know so well, he says to Timothy, Paul's toward the end of his life. He's going to die. He's going to die. and He's going to leave a lot of this ministry to men like Timothy in a very difficult time. And he says this, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have been come convinced because you know those from whom you learned it. You know their example. You know who they were. You know who taught you. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, 
which are able, and listen, they are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And this is why when all is said and done, as a church family, the most important thing that we do for your children and your grandchildren, those you bring to us to minister to, when all is said and done, the most important thing we can do is join you hand in hand with your family and bring them God's word. And let them know from infancy. Paul, Paul says, Timothy, from infancy, as a Jew, you knew the Jewish scriptures before you even knew about Christ dying, but you knew God's word. And this word is able to make you wise for salvation. And it's not our wisdom. It's not our skills. It's not our resources. It's not our facilities. Those are all tools. It's the Holy Spirit using God's word that will make these little ones wise for salvation and wise to serve him. And I know each of these families, they will make it a priority that their children, that their lives are involved with God's word. I know that. And I'm just thrilled today as pastor to be able to say that. And then he goes on and we'll conclude with this. And this is for all of us. The reason for that is all scripture, all scripture, Genesis to Revelation, all scripture is God breathed. That's what the word means. Breathed out by God. It's God breathed and it's useful. Now listen, church family, for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and training in righteousness that the man of God, that the woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is why we handle with care our children and your children, your teenagers, your young people, my grandchildren. And this is why we handle with care God's word. Because it's God's word that will be used to bring these young ones to become part of God's family and to be used to serve and minister to others. It may be here. It may be in Phoenix. It may be in Africa. It may be in Asia. It may be in South America. Wherever God chooses. That's why we handle with care what God has placed in our care. And that's why as pastor, I want to thank you as church family for your faithfulness in giving to this work, supporting this work, serving in this work, praying for this ministry, because as a church family, we want to handle with care what God has blessed us with. I'm going to ask Ellen to come and we're going to conclude our service. What a great song, Take My Life. And let it be. I, I hope as you sing this song, you'll, you'll just take some time to look at the words and that this is true for you today. And this is true for us as a church family. This will be true for the four families that are here today. And this will be true for these little ones that they brought and dedicated today. Take our lives and give them to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So as you go this morning, you all should receive a bulletin. If you didn't, I know we have some extras out there because we have people gone today and we print the same every week. So if you didn't get one, I'd like you to take one because I just want to remind you, the four names, Gabriel, Jessica, Jayella, Xander, they're all in here, right in the middle of your bulletin. 
And I would like to ask you as a church family that uh, if you mean what you've sung and what you've said this morning, that you would take this, clip this out, take a scissors, clip this out and put it somewhere and pray for these children. You know, some of you might be particularly drawn to pray for one or the other. That's how God works. The Holy Spirit works that way. And you look at these children and you think, you know, that one really, I'm going to pray for all of them, but that, that one there, I'm, I'm really going to, it's just tugging my heart, pray for them. I want you to pray for them. I want you to pray for their families. And I want you to do what we claim we do as God's people, to give ourselves as a living sacrifice to God. Every one of you can do that. And prayer makes a difference. Prayer makes a difference. Heavenly Father, I thank you and I pray for each of these children today, Lord, for Gabriel, Jessica, Jayella, and Xander. I pray for their families and we'll continue to pray for them. And Lord, we pray for one another. We pray for our ministry in this community. We pray for those that you've called us to reach out to. We pray that the love of Jesus Christ might be clearly seen in our lives, in our walk with you this week. We pray for our young people that we have raised, many of them who are dedicated here on this platform, who today are over in Leavenworth on a mission trip, serving you, teaching, leading. Pray for their ministry. Pray for Mike and Therese. And Lord, as they go back soon this, this summer to Africa, as they go back to the Ruqwa Valley, Lord, and as they work there, and especially as you put on their heart and their call now to work with these children and to work alongside of the African pastors and leaders, we pray for those children. We pray that many will come to know Christ as Savior and that they will grow up to serve you and that they will change that country and they will make a difference. It would start there in the Ruqwa Valley. What a privilege to walk with you, to serve you, and to serve one another, and to serve our world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.